0: And join with me in turning to one of the wisdom books in the Old Testament. Where are the wisdom books? Proverbs. That's one of them. All right. One writer said this about Proverbs, that it's a shame that it's listed as one of the wisdom books. Not because it doesn't have wisdom to give, but because he says there is a poetic beauty that is missed by many in the book of Proverbs because people approach it as a book just giving wisdom rather than a beautiful book of poetry, which is interesting to me. I never knew that. Uh, in fact, he, he said something like this. Some just see it as a textbooks of guidance rather than a picturesque and beautiful writing that flows poetically through the paths of life we must all tread. What makes the book of Proverbs so special? You know, some people don't take this book seriously, this book of the Bible. Uh, some believe that Proverbs are found throughout the world in various cultures and all are equal in value to those that are found in the book of Proverbs. So what's so special about the book? In fact, uh, some would argue that Solomon spoke far more Proverbs than are recorded in that book. So why hold these uh, in great apport- of, as those that are of great importance? And why are they more special than the others? And quite honestly, the answer isn't found in the book of Proverbs. The answer is found in Timothy where the words, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. What makes these Proverbs special, unique, different than all others is that they are included in the Holy Scripture, and they are considered to be, and they are inspired, breathed by God. So there are things for us to learn, there are things to glean in the book of Proverbs. 915 verses in the book. How many Proverbs? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I didn't go through and count them, but if you want to, let me know next week. That's your assignment. Find out how many Proverbs are given in the book of Proverbs. One writer said, I'm going to help you out here, but I'm not exactly positive, gave a number of 659. And if you want to prove them wrong, go to it. I'm not going to. Um, The number, though, isn't near as important as the wisdom that they impart. I found it interesting as I was kind of doing some study in preparation for for studying the book of Proverbs to find that uh, most people give it at least four divisions and some divide Proverbs into six different parts. Um, Now, If you want to argue how to divide up the the book of Proverbs, that's fine. But I will tell you something that was interesting to me. Notice first one of Proverbs chapter 1. I figure you're probably already there. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Now he's going to go on in the first six verses and kind of lay out uh, groundwork and a foundation for this book. But do you know? that if we want to really be technical about the matter, you won't find any Proverbs until chapter 10. Chapter 10, verse 1, tells us this. Go ahead and turn there, if you would. Because he said, we're going to give Proverbs, but he never gets to it, or it's not gotten to. Hmm, how do you word that? until chapter 10 and verse 1, where we find these words, the Proverbs of Solomon. And this would be the first collection, if you would, of, pro- of Proverbs in the book of Proverbs. The first nine chapters are understood to be introduction to the Proverbs so that there are Proverbs in the first nine chapters of Proverbs, <laughs> there's a lot of wisdom, there's a lot of instruction, and there are sections where some very important topics are dealt with. For example, the matter of moral purity is dealt with in three chapters in great portions of chapters 5, 6, and 7. But the first nine chapters are not technically Proverbs because Proverbs are... Maxims, they're short, pithy maxims, statements, and you don't find those in the first 10 chapters. All right, so now you say, wow, never knew that. Then make note, if you would, It to go over to chapter 24, if you would, chapter 24, I'm sorry, well, I was going to read the last verse, but I'm not going to do that now. The first collection goes from 10.1 to 24.34, so chapter 25, the second collection of Proverbs begins uh, again in verse 2, because we read in verse 1, these are also Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied out. So the book of Proverbs seems to be a book that was actually compiled at a couple different times all sayings proverbs maxims which uh, would be inspired by God but collected and put together in one book at a separate time now Uh, In chapter 25, verse 1, these Proverbs go all the way to chapter 29, verse 27. The last two chapters, this is why some have four divisions. They have the introduction, chapters 1 to 10. They have the first collection, chapter 10 through chapter 24. They have the second collection, chapter 25 through chapter 29. And then some divide the last two, two uh, or uh, into three sections, and some just say state it as one. All right? And we're going to kind of just state it as one. The last two chapters have... Three different things, that's why some get six, all right? They have numerical proverbs, which would be the words of Agar, the son of uh, Jacob, even the prophecy, the man speak, spake unto Ithiel, even unto Ithiel and you call. Uh, You get that all out, all right? And then we have leaders' Proverbs, chapter 31, the first few verses where Lemuel, King Lemuel, shares some things for leaders to know in Proverbs. And then we would have women's Proverbs in the middle of chapter 31 and on through the end. There you have it, six sections in the book of Proverbs. Quite frankly, I've never looked at it that way. I've just always looked at it as, well, look, these are all Proverbs. But quite honestly, the first ten chapters, they're not. They are wisdom from God. They're not to be that's not to be ignored. It's a lot of personal instruction from a father to a son, as are, by the way, all the Proverbs, or a great portion of the Proverbs. But let's go back to chapter one now, and let's see now that we've divided it into Four, five, or six—however you want to. <laughs> four or six, however you want to divide it, uh, would be fine because none of that is inspired. That's just uh, to help us understand better what's going on. Now, in the beginning, as we just read, verse 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation the words of the wise, and their dark sayings. And in those six verses, we have an introduction in the the introduction, which basically are going to lay out for us what Proverbs are, what Proverbs do, and how they're going to help in your life. And I hope you will be helped as we begin a study in the book of Proverbs. I have a real catchy title for the outline today: the book of Proverbs. I hope that impresses you. <laughs> I could even put "Introduction to the Book of Proverbs," but I wasn't—I wasn't that advanced. I wasn't that advanced in my uh, techn- in my thought as I was preparing. Okay. So, let's begin in verse 1, where it begins. And uh, I want you to see, first of all, the author of this book. The author of this book. And the author is? Oh, you're wrong! No, you're right. By, By the way, I wouldn't be surprised if some Bible... A Bible uh, critic um, and maybe even some great theologian denies that it's Solomon, but you'd really have to be a fool to deny that Solomon wrote these Proverbs because they tell us they're the Proverbs of Solomon and they tell us in chapter 10 they're the Proverbs of Solomon and they tell us in chapter 25 they're the Proverbs of Solomon. You can assume that these are the Proverbs of Solomon. Uh, But let me share just a few things. We're not going to take a long time. In fact, I don't know, we might just get this this done because we'll turn somewhere else. But um, I want you to think about him. First of all, we're told about his person here. Solomon was the son of David, and he was the king of Israel. Are those important things? Well, yes, because um, he was influenced by a man who walked with God. David was a king after God's own heart who had a heart for God, Uh, one who served God, one who loved God, and one who reigned and ruled as one who was in tune with God and walked with God. Now, Solomon blew it. Quite frankly, his life is not a model life to follow. At least he didn't follow God as his father did. And the end of his life was bad because he allowed many strange wives to take his heart away from God. But Solomon did, to an extent, walk with God. And part of that, without a doubt, was because he was influenced by the godliness of his parents, his father who loved God, who served God, with all his heart and a father who obviously had taken time to teach Solomon some things. I know uh, a lot of things about how Solomon actually came to uh, take over the kingdom. You know, we're, were kind of like, why didn't David do this sooner? You know, if you know the story about how Solomon was made king. Um, but it's obvious that David had taken some time with Solomon because Solomon knew all about the tabernacle, what was supposed, the temple, and how it was supposed to be built. And that was all given to David. And David had been saving for it, and it, he obviously had taken some time to invest in his life. And so the Proverbs of Solomon, we would have to say, were at least influenced by the fact that he had a godly father. Now, it was also influenced by another fact that you and I know, and we're going to see in, a, in another passage in a moment. But uh, do understand this, that the people of our life have an influence on our life. And, um, and so what Solomon is going to share with us, certainly some of those things he learned from his father. So he was the son of David. He was a king of Israel. And you say, well, what's important about that? Well, what's important about that is we basically probably would not have Proverbs unless he was king of Israel. Anyone know why? What's that? Okay, all right, because they wrote down everything the king says. That's fair enough. But we probably don't have the the Proverbs without him being king of Israel. Why? Why? got it wouldn't wouldn't have had opportunity to ask God I look I'm in charge of these this people Lord you've given them to me God God gave by the way he made the right choice and God even told him that God was well pleased with his choice God gave him anything he wanted you, you know we we talk about you, you hear about the the you know rubbing a uh, you know a genie comes out of a <laughs> out of a bottle you know and rubbing that uh, so you know and you know, the stories and everything else and it's kind of like, yeah, that'll never happen. You get your three wishes. but Solomon was given by God, someone who could provide whatever it was, one wish. And he could have had what he wanted. What would you choose? Seriously, would wisdom really been on the top of your list? Although we criticize Solomon for later on And it's true Solomon made A right choice And because of that You and I enjoy some very valuable Very valuable Sayings That are That are true and reliable And helpful to all of life All because God saw to it that what he promised years before that David would have a son that would sit on the throne and that the son would be Solomon because God fulfilled that. We have this book of the Bible which we very well probably wouldn't have. There's another book we probably wouldn't have either, Ecclesiastes, which is another interesting, very interesting book. Um, because it seems as if Solomon, with all the wisdom he had, didn't have much wisdom. (laughs) He sure did. Anyway, that's that's another story for another time, because we're in the book of Proverbs. But we're trying to lay the foundation, at least help you understand his person. Where where did he come from? What did he do? Well, he was the son of David, who was allowed to be king of Israel. And because of that, you and I have... um, a book that is invaluable for practical daily living, and uh, and I'm thankful for that. Um, by the way, um, let me also share something else about him that is not found in this passage. You have to go back to First Kings, First uh, Kings chapter four. I think it's First Kings chapter four. First Kings chapter four. And the second thing I have, not just his person, but his popularity. You say, popularity? Yes. You know, Solomon was a very, very, very popular king. Well known. Um, We read this in chapter 4, verse um, 34. And there came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon. From where? All over, all kings of the earth, which had heard of his wisdom. Uh, look at verse 30. Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan, the Ezraite. You know him, don't you? And and love this one. He man. At least that's how it seems like you pronounce it. What a, what a man, right? And uh, and Chalkol, you know him. And Darda, man, Darda, whoo, man. The sons of Mahal, and his fame was in all nations round about. And you say, well, why were these guys mentioned? Because they were, they were the gurus of their day. If someone wanted wisdom, they would go to these guys. And and get this, Solomon would embarrass them. He was he was wiser than they. Um, An amazing thing. He was a very popular king. Uh, He was popular because his wisdom exceeded that people that were thought to be the wisest men of his day. Which means then Solomon was the wisest man. Uh, that walked the face of this earth. I, I I, I actually have written a message called The Wisest Fool This World Has Ever Known, because there are a number of things that were foolish about Solomon's life, but he did have a wisdom from God that caused him to exceed the other nations of the world. So his person, his popularity, but see also his provider. Who gave him this wisdom? Who gave him these proverbs? Well... Um, what does it say in verse 29 of 1 Kings 4? Yeah, we're still there. Where does Solomon gain his wisdom? You just have a great brain. You have good teachers. Well, he might have, but it wasn't from his teachers he got wisdom. It wasn't from. It wasn't from uh, Ethan or or He Man. It was from. God. Um, God gave him an opportunity to choose victory over his enemies, riches and he chose wisdom and God granted it and he had wisdom beyond what worldly men had known in his day and um, but his provider was God so let me tell you something What's, what we find in Proverbs is going to help us because These are things that were given to him, and it's wisdom that was given to him, not only by inspiration, but because God gave him wisdom and gave him the ability to be able to make these proverbs. These would have been things that people would not necessarily have known in that day. You know, some things we look at them and, well, that's simple, that's basic. But these would have been statements that people would have marveled at, at least to some extent. So his provider, and then his proverbs. Look in First Kings four, and look at verse thirty-two. Do you know what we're told there, or what are we told there? Three thousand. Aren't you glad they're not all in proverbs? <laughs> there, uh, you know, there's some six hundred. Uh, what what I that one guy said? Six hundred fifty-nine. Um, if there were 3,000, man, talk about a long list of Proverbs. Um, God did give him amazing wisdom. That, that's quite a thing. And then notice as well that gave, God gave him a, a tremendous ability in the area of music, 1,005 songs. Uh, how many songs do you think Pat Shapiro wrote in his life? Serious. We talk about people and their ability. Um, Ron Hamilton had a great ability given by God to write some beautiful songs and beautiful music. He's known for uh, a number of songs like Rejoice in the Lord. Okay, I, I really doubt there are many people who wrote a thousand songs in their lifetime. Fanny Crosby wrote hundreds. But I don't think it ever came close to Solomon's number. This this man was 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 truly amazing in wisdom. So it behooves us when we get to this book to learn from a man given wisdom by God, trained by a man who loved God. Um a man in a position to have an influence upon people, and to learn, because he was in a position where he could have he could have gotten things that he needed to learn and gain wisdom that he needed for life, so that he could give us things today, thousands of years later since he died, that will help us in life each and every day. Um, someone said this: you don't go through a day without needing at least one proverb. Because the Proverbs deal with all of life. And you and I, on our walk through life, have numerous problems that the Proverbs talk about and give answer to if we know them. It's my prayer that you will. And that's at least the first part of the introduction Verse 1, still got five more verses, and we'll go more quickly, but we learn about Solomon a little bit tonight. Father, help us as we uh, begin to look at this book, to learn uh, things that will help us in everyday life, help us to, to see the practicality of this book, the power of this book, and the principles found here that um, we need to know and follow so that our lives can be productive for the glory of God. And I'll thank you for it and help us as we learn from a very wise man. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you as you go and may we learn what God wants us to from his word in days ahead.